The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, we'll begin our study today with verse number 1 after a word of prayer. Father, I come now in Jesus' name, thanking you for the day that you've given us, thanking you for the truth that we have before us. I pray you would open our hearts to your word and that your word would be open to our heart and we would receive the engrafted Word of God with meekness, and that we would work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Lord, may you receive the glory, edify the saints, draw sinners to yourself that they might be saved. Help us study through this chapter together and learn the truth that you would have us to live by. I ask my prayer now in Jesus' name, and for His sake, I pray, Amen and Amen. Now find 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 1. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So before we go any farther, let me give you the outline as to where we are in the book right now. We have studied through 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 10, and we have learned that in the first six chapters, the written word of God comes to the church at Corinth in reproof of their own lives. And chapters 7 through 15, the written word of God comes to the church in response to their own letter. Paul is answering their questions. He is dealing with their problems. He is sorting out the mess, even the chaos within the church of God at Corinth. And chapter 16 gives you a conclusion to the letter. 
Now, we're studying chapters 10 through 15 right now, the Christian and congregational relationships. In chapter 10, which we have just finished, we saw that the life of the Christian is to be for the glory of God. We've come now to chapters 11 through 15, a much longer section, and here we're not dealing necessarily with the individual Christian, but with the life of the church, with the life of the body, and it is to be under the government of God. And in chapter 11, we see the order of God in the church. All of the way through this chapter, there is an emphasis upon God's order in the church. In the first 16 verses, there is proper authority in the church. It's not popular, but there is an order for authority within the house of God a proper authority. Verses 17 through 34, there is the proper acknowledgement in the church. First authority, then acknowledgement in the church. We ought to recognize God's order for the church of God and thus follow it and stay with it and be sincere as we submit ourselves. And then at the very end, the last statement, verse 34, and the rest will I set in order when I come. For Paul to say this means he will arrange thoroughly, institute, prescribe, appoint, command, give, set in order, ordain the proper arrangement in the church. There needed to be a submission to the authority, and obviously that authority springs from God and is guided by His Word, governed by His Spirit, and there ought to be order in the church. So we back up to verse number 1, and we see, first of all, in this matter of proper authority in the church, there is a personal word from the preacher. Paul the apostle says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. So let me say it like this Paul the apostle, as the preacher, the founding missionary, apostle, he gave the right pattern for the people. So when the church at Corinth looked at the Apostle Paul, the church had the right pattern before them. How could this be? Well, because of what Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. The church can only have the right pattern before them in their pastor when that man when that preacher has the right person before himself. Paul said, I am following Christ. Preacher, who are you following today? Are you following the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you following the shepherd, the Savior, the sovereign one? Are you following Jesus through this world? 
and allowing him to be your Lord and master and the shepherd of your soul, the bishop of your soul, as you are that bishop and under-shepherd of the flock which he has entrusted you. If you're following Christ, then you can say with Paul, Oh, that the church would follow me as I follow Christ. And all the while, let us keep in our minds the picture of God's man behind the pulpit. And though he says, Be ye followers of me, he says it with an uplifted hand and a finger pointing to the heavens, with an outstretched hand and holding in the other hand an open Bible. And he takes the finger, which points to Christ, who is seated in heaven, and he draws it down, and he points God's people to the written word of God. And he says with a fervent spirit, with a sober tone, and a serious heart, this is the standard. Here is the word of God. Let us walk therein as we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 2, he says, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. So the church had the right pattern before them in Paul because Paul the preacher had the right person before him, even Jesus Christ the Lord. And now the church had the right practice before them. Paul is actually praising them in verse 2. Now I praise you, brethren. But verse 3, he says, but I would have you know. And so he begins a mild and gentle reproof of their lives in verse 3. He says, though, in verse 2, I praise you for you are remembering the man of God. Remember me in all things, Paul said. Remember to pray for me. Remember to care for me. Remember to love me and follow me as I follow Christ and point you unto him. But then he also says that you keep the ordinances. Now, in the context, he deals with the ordinance of headship and that order that God has given which we'll discuss in a minute, in a minute. And then also he gives the ordinance of the Lord's table. Now, perhaps he is including that ordinance of baptism. For we do believe the Bible teaches there are but two ordinances for the church, being baptism and the Lord's Supper. But nevertheless, sticking with this context, I do know Paul is mentioning those particular matters of order as to be used in the public worship of God, the congregational relationships of the church body, and how it is to be governed by the Lord. As we follow down through these verses, we now see this personal word from the preacher is a pastoral word from the preacher. In verses 3 through 12, he deals with the order Number one, authority has been divinely ordered. Notice verse three, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. 
the ordinance of headship or the order of authority as given by God, as preserved in the scriptures, it is as follows. Order descends from God the Father to Christ the Son of God to the man to the woman. This is the way that God has divinely established it. It is not a matter of suggestion. It is not up for discussion. It is God's divine order. And to refuse to find your proper place in this order is to be disorderly and out of order with God. It is to be out of God's will and to be out of your role or your position in this order. It is to bring shame to the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With a closing word, we would say, Brethren, pray for us and keep looking up. Jesus may come today. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.